You're listening to the Keto and Low-Carb Success Podcast, Episode 52, Parties, Vacations, and Travel. Welcome to Keto and Low-Carb Success, where I am here to help you on your weight loss and good health journey. I'm your host, Miriam Hatoum, course creator and author of Conquer Cravings with Keto, originally published as Breaking Free from Diet Prison. I am privileged to be part of your journey with this podcast based on my trademarked Granny Keto Transitions program. And please be sure to go to miriamhatoon.com resources to get all the free guides to help you along the way. I am in your shoes, my friends, and I wrote these guides for both of us. The link is in the show notes and transcript. I also want to announce that my course, Keto and Low-Carb Success, is opening up on June 26th, and I have special gifts and pricing for the summer of 2023. Those gifts are my signature book, the workbook that accompanies this course, two ebooks, two months of access to my private email for any questions you have, and the best part, a free coaching call. I am beyond excited to share all of this with you at miriamhatoon.com slash course. If you sign up for the waitlist, you will be entered to win a $50 coupon towards the purchase of the course if you decide to make the purchase. More on this at the end of the episode. Now on to today's episode. I don't know about you, but whenever I followed a certain diet plan or eating style plan, summertime seemed to take on a free-for-all feeling. After all, now that we are adults, don't we get summer vacation too? Some of it had to do with being tired of dieting to fit into summer clothes or a bathing suit. Some of it was just that it was easier to control things during the rest of the year, except maybe for that period between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Summer means barbecues and backyard summer get-togethers almost every weekend from Mother's Day in early May to Labor Day in September. There is ice cream, potato salad, hot dogs, and hamburgers with chips, fudge, and saltwater taffy. Oh my God, where am I going here? Anyway, my summer challenges are just as, well, challenging as yours, believe me. Maybe more so because I am, in a way, a public figure because I am a coach and author of two books. I have actually had people come up to me as I am lifting a piece of blueberry pie and ice cream into my mouth and say, I don't suppose you have that in your book, do you? And believe me, yeah, it's that's snarky. Okay, honestly, I have had people come up to me when I am eating and say things like that. Talk about motivation for secret eating, which, by the way, we'll get into in another episode. I could break into a lecture about how I teach people not to fear food and how to, instead, learn to honor their hunger and fullness cues. And indeed, I do have room left for this blueberry pie and ice cream. Thank you very much. Wherever you are in your journey, just remember, summertime doesn't have to be three months of all you can eat. I'll start again in September thinking. 
If you have been following along with all the actionable coaching advice I have been giving you throughout the episodes, you now have an arsenal of ways to keep your eating in check, no matter what eating style you have chosen to follow. Here is a reminder of those tools along with the episodes they have appeared in. The first is protocol meal planning, which is in episodes 8, 25, and 49. This can be just a loose outline of what you might eat in a day. Let's say you are going to a barbecue that spans lunch and dinner. For breakfast, you might go lightly, but not so lightly that you were famished by lunch. What foods hold you the best? Have a little of that, even if it might normally be a lunch or dinner selection, such as a bowl of tuna fish salad. I know when I have that, I can go hours and not think about food. For lunch, just jot down a few things that you would like. As a hint, when I am going to a party and I am bringing a food contribution, I make it something that I will enjoy having. Maybe a gorgeous green salad with nuts, olives, and avocado, and I make or bring a nice dressing. I might add to that at least one protein selection. There are always hamburgers and sometimes chicken. And don't forget your if-then protocols and advanced decision protocols, both in episode 49. Your next tool is the hunger scale, episode 6, episode 25, and I will address it again in the next episode, episode 53, coming up. If you use the scale that I give you in these episodes, you can comfortably eat 4 to 6 or even a 3 to 7. This means that you won't eat until you have some sense of being hungry and you will stop way before you are fully full. This leaves the playing field open to whatever you might want, fruit, a dessert, another protein and salad selection, etc. Listen to the next episode, episode 53, to hear about other scales that might be easier for you to use. I also addressed eating when not hungry in episode 25. The good, better, best method that I addressed in episode 7 is your next tool, and this is for whether you use protocol meal planning or not. This works especially well if you are on the road and know you will be stopping at a restaurant to eat. Let's say it's fast food. Good would be a small burger or cheeseburger or a grilled chicken sandwich. Order a small fries if you must, but whatever you do, decide in advance that you won't finish the kids' meals. Better might be to order a salad and cut up a burger without the bun or a grilled chicken to put on top. Don't have the fries. Best might be if you anticipated this and brought your own lunch in a cooler. If you go to a real restaurant, of course, this is not possible, but you can certainly find what would be the best items that would not sit heavy in your stomach and make you pleased that you made good decisions. Remember, don't let good derail you from moving forward. Just because you had that burger and fries doesn't mean that you shouldn't make the next best decisions with the next meal. Now, Kissing and Dancing, Episodes 16 and 12. KISS stands for Keep It Simple Sweetheart. 
This means that if you are entertaining people and you are anxious about it or stressed out because you also have to clean the house and might even have company staying over, keep your menu and cooking as simple as possible. I am impressed when I go to a barbecue with all sorts of fancy salads, meats, and desserts. But boy, I am the happiest when there are burgers, hot dogs, potato salad, and a big green salad. Dancing means to find the easiest way to stay on plan without measuring and weighing your food or getting into trouble with slippery slope foods like that potato salad I love. Keep it simple with a protein, veggie, fruit, and maybe one dessert. Don't overcomplicate things. I highly recommend that you do listen to these two episodes, 12 and 16, again for a lot of ideas on how to face your vacations, meals, and parties without the anxiety and complications. Working through urges and cravings, which are episodes 19 and 20, are your next tool. We don't usually get into trouble because of what is on our plate, but I'll talk about that with the next tool. The trouble comes from the triggers we might face during the summer activities. Are we overwhelmed with too much exposure to friends and family? Are we overwhelmed by too many food choices that we normally don't have in our day? Is our sugar demon brought back to life because of the foods we are eating on vacations and at parties, such as chips, french fries, ice cream cake, potato salad, blueberry pie, hot dog and hamburger rolls, and whatever else causes a rush of glucose in our body? Are we in the car too much and too long and find our decision-making muscles are fatigued and those french fries we have been craving all of a sudden magically appear in front of us? In situations like these, I want you to put your hand over your heart and tell yourself that you will be okay and that an urge is only a thought and it will pass. I want you to pause and breathe and ground yourself and bring yourself back to your next best decision. Now, the next tool is to watch the food you decide to eat. Remember, you can be dealing with triggers, urges, cravings, and emotions, but don't forget it is also about the food and what certain foods can do to derail your efforts. Episodes 3 and 51. Try to make choices that cut out as many simple carbohydrates as possible. Simple carbs would be anything processed, like potato chips, anything that is sugary, as well as excessive fruits and fruit juices, and anything that is a baked goods. At least during a normal day with regular activities, you have a slight chance of getting these sugars out of your system because of your activities. But if you are in a car a lot of the day or facing a lot of meals out, at least give yourself a running start at eating healthy during the trip. Your next tool is Goals, Habits, and Systems, Episodes 5, 32, and 50. Set up small, achievable goals. For example, one could be, I'm not going to eat off my kid's plate when we stop for fast food. The system for this could be that about 20 minutes before you get to the rest stop, you drink 24 ounces of water. 
unless your bladder is already bursting. Then you go to the ladies' room as soon as you get to the restaurant, and in addition to peeing, you sit for a minute with your hand over your heart. Take deep breaths and remind yourself of this goal. When you get back to the table, you make your order and eat it slowly, holding the fork or food with your non-dominant hand, putting down the food between bites and chew. Don't take another bite until you swallow. When the kids have eaten as much as they are going to eat, throw out everything left on the table. Period. Do it. The habits that make this system work are the habits that you have been practicing and doing at home. Before eating, you take some deep breaths and center yourself. You chew your food carefully before you swallow. You eat with your non-dominant hand and you put your food down between bites. Another tool is Kaizen, episode 18. This is having small wins with those goals and habits by moving along with very tiny incremental changes. One of the steps that you might want to take toward your goal is to drink more water and fewer soft drinks or coffee drinks. That is easy enough. Just make sure you have water with you and sip it throughout the day. And when you go to the restaurant, don't automatically order a soft drink. Order iced water instead. Another step might be to get in more movement. Another easy one, even with a car trip. Every time you stop for something, whether a meal or gas, make sure you get out of the car, stretch and walk around whatever building it is, if feasible. You may not want to stop too often if you have kids in the car, but if it's just adults traveling, set a timer to stop every 60 to 90 minutes and again, get out of the car, stretch and walk around the car a few times if it is safe to do so. Another tool, use mindfulness practices and advanced decisions, episodes 49 and 29. Overwhelm can be positive or negative. Almost anything may cause a person to become overwhelmed. Summer travels, vacations, and parties can cause either to come up. You could be so happy to be going on a vacation or a party. Think of it as being bubbly, but your bubbles runneth over. On the other side, you could be anxious or have too much on your plate for this same vacation or party. This usually causes emotional discomfort and extra stress, especially if things start piling up. Positive or negative, overwhelm can be a trigger, either sending you into urge territory or just general confusion about your next best decisions to make. This is where mindfulness comes in. Some of the best practices are gratitude. Just find something either in the situation or just generally in the day you can be grateful for. You can say, I'm so grateful to be spending the day with family, or I'm so grateful I am taking some time to get away from work and an ordinary day. Slow down. If you are facing food, do your slow down practices that we talked about in the above example, about staying away from your kids' leftovers. Eat with your non-dominant hand, 
to slowly swallow, breathe, and let yourself settle down. Add to it closing your eyes for a minute and taking a few deep breaths. Have a Calgon take me away moment. Those of you who are old enough to remember that commercial know that it means that if you have to take just a few minutes out of the chaos just for yourself, then do it. Take deep breaths and maybe think of nothing or see a storyboard in your mind's eye about how the situation will play out using your next best advanced decisions or take your mind out of the situation and go back to gratitude or think about something pleasant. This last suggestion will help you ground yourself and get your mind out of the swirling overwhelm. Your next tool is home base and course correcting, which is in episode 48. If you are coming home from vacation or traveling, have something at home ready for your first meal back or plan to get a rotisserie chicken and some salad from the salad bar, or even stop at a Mexican restaurant for a few orders of fajitas to throw on top of a salad, which you can also order. Don't root around the pantry and fridge or freezer to see what there is, and so the heck with it. You get a pizza and just start again tomorrow. If you are coming home from a party, the same advice as above. But it's even easier because you can have something already prepared at home to be your next meal. Again, no waiting until the weekend is over. You're giving the party? Have a plan for leftovers. I start saving containers like from cottage cheese or yogurt and have baggies of all sizes and a roll of aluminum foil. All the leftovers leave the house with the guests or they go in the trash. The exception might be if I make an official plate of something for a meal, but I am not going to go through a dozen containers of various leftovers, and for sure the desserts do not stay in my house. With course correcting, remember the lesson on dividing your day into quadrants, going to be eating from one to six? What about the other 18 hours? Have a good breakfast, have your party, plan a light dinner, and don't eat at night. And the same for travel. At the very least, you can divide your day with sensible meals and not eat after dinner. Doing all of this breaks the cycle of having to start over. Now, self-talk and affirmations in episode 23 and forgiving yourself in episode 22. These might be the most important tools of all in order to get all of the above into motion. Nothing good will come from hating yourself. You can't hate yourself thin. It doesn't work and it never will. Speak kindly to yourself. Keep it short and sweet. Say, good job. I had water instead of soda. Good job. I left two bites behind. Good job, I walked away from the desserts. Good job, I didn't eat my kids' leftover french fries. Good job, I didn't eat last night after dinner. You get the point. These are all small wins that add up to the biggest win of all. And I'm not talking weight loss. I'm talking the win of learning how to talk to yourself in a way that shows love and caring and encouragement. 
Are you mad that no one supports you? Big deal. None of that matters unless you learn to support yourself and have your own back. None of that matters until you learn to talk to yourself in a forgiving and loving way. Forget all or nothing thinking. Take small wins where you have them and congratulate yourself for them. Make sure you re-listen to episode 23 especially to learn more about productive self-talk. And here is your actionable coaching advice for the week. First of all, go back and listen to episode 9, On the Road. There is lots more in there about mistakes we are making and why, and also more advice on how to face challenges of the summer. I've repeated some of it in this episode, but there's a lot in that episode that is not in this episode. So if you are traveling or having parties or going on vacation, it would be a helpful podcast episode to listen to. And as in that episode, I'm going to be a diet culture renegade and say it might be time to put weight loss goals on hold. This is not licensed to gain a lot of weight and feel miserable physically and emotionally, but it does encourage you to get rid of any guilt and shame of eating a bit off your eating plan. You shouldn't have guilt and shame anyway. We'll cover that in future episodes. But for now, for the summer, let it go. And this is how you give yourself a little leeway with very few consequences. Make your very next best decision. This means don't eat until you are hungry and stop when you have had enough. On the hunger scale I gave you, that falls about from a minus three to a plus three or a plus four. And then make your next best decisions about food and drink. Drink more water instead of soda, even sugar-free, and coffee. Move a little more. It is absolutely true that no amount of exercise can outrun bad eating, but getting up and moving more keeps you out of the kitchen and feeling better about yourself. Try to do everything that I suggested above and in earlier episodes. Pay attention to how well certain foods hold you. Think ahead to what some of your options might be. Stick with foods that you know feel good in your body. Eat when you are hungry enough. You don't have to be famished, but don't eat a full barbecue lunch if you just finished breakfast just an hour or two earlier. Take one plate and wait before having more. And no matter how much you have taken, stop when you have had enough. Don't go all the way to full because it will feel worse in about 20 minutes. There are more topics like this in my course, Keto and Low-Carb Success. Depending upon when you are listening, the course is either in waitlist mode or it is gone live. Please check it out at miriampatoom.com course. I have very special gifts and pricing for the summer of 2023. Hurry to get on the waitlist so you can take advantage of the $50 coupon drawing. The direct link is in the show notes and transcript, so you don't even have to remember any more than that. Now let me remind you, if you've ever got a question you'd like to ask me, or share a topic idea that you would like me to cover on a future episode, don't be a stranger. 
I always look forward to hearing from listeners like you. You are welcome to email me directly, miriam at miriamhatoum.com. And don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. I would so appreciate it. Leaving a review makes it easier for other people who are looking to listen and learn about keto and low carb. And coming up in the next episode, I was going to put this next episode later in the summer, but because it is so important to your success, even if you don't follow any particular food plan during these months, I am going to do it right away next week. And that is to revisit your hunger scale. I will give you more examples on how to use it so that you will gain the clarity you need to learn to tune into your body's hunger and satiety signals. Having this information will help you make your next best decisions as we move forward into the summer months with traveling, parties, vacations, and off-plan plans. So go share the show with your friends, let them know that's coming up in the next episode, and invite them to tune in with you and learn how to become free from diet prison with my Keto and Low Carb Success podcast. Until then, go live free from diet worry, and I'll see you back here next time.